Introducing Adama Segbeji. Adama Segbeji is the founder and senior pastor of Solution Chapel International. He started Solution Chapel International on the 4th of January 2009 with one adult and a child. And today, to God be all the glory, the ministry has expanded to many branches across the United Kingdom, Germany and South Africa. His ultimate desire is to lead every person he meets to Jesus. He gives practical insights and wisdom to many churches across the world and also oversees all the expanding branches of Solution Chapel International worldwide. His popular Solution Word broadcast is aired in the United Kingdom, Ghana, Togo, Benin, and United States of America. His messages are rich in millions on a daily basis and is also passionate about lifting people up. His TV broadcast is aired on Faith TV, Sky Channel 589 on Saturday and Sunday at 12 a.m. and Tuesdays at 2.30 p.m. He has authored several books and taught on over 1,500 different subjects on grace, faith, salvation, church growth, leadership, business prosperity, relationships, and many more. His humorous style of teaching makes his listeners always attentive and blessed. He's married to Pastor Zama Segbeji, and they are blessed with three beautiful children. Ladies and, and gentlemen, gentlemen, please, please help me. Pastor Thank you. Adama A fountain of Segbeji. life. Welcome to Pastor Adama Segbeji. Let's just lift up our hands towards heaven and begin to worship the Lord. Open your mouth and begin to thank him. Father, we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 16. Genesis chapter 1 verse 16. I read, the Bible says that, And God made two great lights. Somebody say, And God made. And God made two great lights. The greater lights to rule the day, and the lesser lights to rule the night. He made the stars also. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I want to share with you briefly for the time that we have on the message I have titled, Unveiling the Mystery of the Greater Light. Unveiling the Mystery of the Greater Light. If you're in the service this morning, the choir had already preempted Uh, My message, they sang about the light, they sang about the greatness of God, and they sang about Psalm 23, how to follow. So we're going to look at how God makes us into the greater light. And also, just to understand that this month is your month of covenant restoration, When you read the parable of the lost coin, one of the key things that the woman who lost a coin did was she light a candle. How many of you remember that? So that means when you lose something, the first thing you must do 
is to turn on the light. And when you turn on the light, what the light does, light brings clarity. It brings illumination. And it helps you to find what you have lost. And my prayer is that God will restore to you this month everything the devil has stolen from you in the mighty name of Jesus. The scripture we read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 16, the Bible says that and God made two great lights. I want you to underline that word made. In other words, God took his time to carefully make this light. God is a God of process. And so for something to be made, time is taken. And so when God was making the great light, the Bible says that he made two great lights and he made also the greater light and he also made the lesser light and not only that, he also made the stars. So according to this scripture, there are four different levels of light that God made. Number one, he made the greater light and the purpose of the greater light is to rule the day. The purpose of the greater light is to rule the day. Number two, he made two great lights. The purpose of the two great lights is to divide day and night. Number three, he made the lesser light. The lesser light is to rule the night. And he made the stars also. The purpose of the stars is to illuminate the skies. I know many of us in our lifetime, we want to be stars. But there is something greater beyond being stars. It's called the greater light. And my prayer is that after today, God will make you into that greater light. Now, please understand that the God we serve is a God who works with times and seasons. Even though he's God, he's not contained by time, neither is he contained by seasons. But for him to perfect something in your life, what he does is to bring you into that season so that you will understand what he is doing. That's why the Bible says that as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time shall not cease. So he does that so that you can come to that point of knowing that he is a God of all flesh and there is nothing too difficult for him. And the Bible also says that God is light. The Bible said God is love and not only that, God is light. And in him there is no darkness. First John chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible says that this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Verse 6, it says, if we say we have fellowship with him, fellowship with him there, talking about fellowship with the light, we walk and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not the truth. Verse 7. It says, but if we walk in the light 
as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son has cleansed us from all sin. So in other words, God is light and because he's light, everything that God makes, makes it in the form of light. Now, the Bible says in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and dark and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, please understand, every time God makes something great, darkness will try to introduce or invite itself into that greatness. But when you see darkness, that's not the time to keep silent. And it's important that as men and women of faith, when we see darkness, we don't declare darkness. Even though God saw darkness, God never called darkness. God said, let there be light. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you are operating in this dimension of greater light and darkness introduces itself, you don't call darkness by name. You introduce what will overpower the darkness and that is light. Are you following me so far? So it's so important for us to understand that we have been made by God to reflect his image here on earth. So quick question we want to ask is what is the purpose of the greater light? What is the purpose of the greater light? Genesis chapter 1 verse 16 tells us that and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day. The greater light to do what? To rule the day. And the Bible also says in the book of Psalm 110 verse 2, it says, The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, and rule thou in the midst of your enemies. In other words, what light does is everywhere light shows up, light rules. Say amen to that. Everywhere light appears, light rules. And so quickly, let's go and find out who we are and how to function in this light. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 14 to 16. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 14 to 16. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. I thought I was going to hear a big amen. amen. Now notice Jesus never said, you are going to be the light of Lagos or the light of Nigeria. He said, you are the light of, you are the light of. Now, if Jesus say you are the light of the world, that means there are different levels of light. There are different wattage. What? wattage. We have 40 watts, 60 watts, right? 100 watts, 
And then we have floodlights. Do you know that the job that a floodlight can do in a stadium, a hundred watts cannot do? Is that right? So Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Not the light of Lagos. The light of Lagos could be maybe 5,000 watts. Or let's say 10,000 watts. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. In other words, your watt stage is beyond the light that can influence Lagos or Nigeria. Are you following where we are going? So Jesus said, you are not you are going to be. You are. Everything God calls to be becomes. You might be in darkness right now, but Jesus calls you light. Somebody say, I am light. Oh, say it with conviction. Say, I am light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. It doesn't matter what the devil does after today. Nothing can hide you. I said, nothing can hide you. It does not matter the family background you have come from. It might be a background of darkness. But after today, the greater light will shine in your situation. Oh, let me hear a living amen. You are a city that cannot be hidden. No one can hide you. It doesn't matter what's happening in this nation. Nothing can hide the church. The church will forever be the church. The church is the hope for this nation. The church is the hope for the world. Jesus is the solution to the world. So we cannot be hidden. As a matter of fact, in the olden days, the most tallest buildings were the church buildings. Did you know that? And we are coming back to that stage. Do you know the most attack that takes place in church is in the area of our finances? Why? Because the, the devil doesn't want the church to go back to that city that cannot be hidden. It takes wealth to build cities. <laughs> Verse 15, Jesus said, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in their house. Somebody say influence. influence. Verse 16, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. After today after today your testimony will pull many to Christ 
they will look at you and say, indeed, this is of God. I want to know your God. I want to follow you to know your God. That will be your testimony. Shout a good amen. Write this down. God made light to have unquestionable dominion over darkness. Any day, any time. Therefore, when we operate in light, we also have unquestionable dominion over darkness. That's why in, in John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, we're going to look at how we receive this light. Jesus said, the Bible says that in him, talking about Jesus, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Science cannot explain this. In him, in Christ Jesus, was life. And that life became light. <laughs> in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The life that Jesus is talking about here is the Zoe life. John 10, 10, the Bible says that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have what? Life and have it how? In abundance. That life is the God kind of life. And anyone that have that life, that life is translated into light. Remember, God is light. Remember that. God is light. So in John 1 5, the Bible says that, and the light. Now, this light that the Bible is talking about is not these lights or the or the floodlights. It's talking about you and I. You and I are the lights. Remember, Jesus told us that in Matthew 5:14. He said, You are the light of the world. So Jesus is saying, He said, and the light shine it into darkness and darkness cannot understand it. Darkness can never understand light. In the dictionary of darkness, up until now, he's looking for the definition of light. He has not found it. And he will never find it because darkness can never comprehend light. Some people are trying to figure you out. But after today, they will not be able to comprehend you. They thought you have arrived. They thought your business is expanding. They thought there's so much joy in your marriage. But after today, they'll say, my goodness, we thought she has arrived. We thought he had arrived. But there is another greater dimension coming. 
The Bible says that if the devil had known, they would not have crucified. He didn't know that in his crucifixion, he becomes light and he distributes his light to all of us. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. After today, your light will shine brighter. I said it will shine brighter. That's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, it says the path of the just. Shine it how? Shine it how? Shine it how? That will be your story from today. You will never know a better last year. Every year of your life will be better than the year before. As a church, we have never known a better last year. As a matter of fact, you are coming into the season where every day of your life will be better than the day before. Oh, somebody shout a good amen. Your business did well on Friday. But get ready for Monday. Ah, Get ready for Tuesday. Get ready for Wednesday. It will be ever getting better and better. Better and better. Better and better. In the name of Jesus. Shout a living amen. why as light they cannot understand us (laughs) you might be sleeping on somebody's veranda today you might actually have come to church today with a quit notice they've put your bag outside but this week God is giving you your own duplex God is giving you your own keys to your own house. In the name of Jesus. Shout a living amen. Darkness can never understand light. Light never argues with darkness. Every time light shows up darkness has to flee. Whenever light shows up, darkness doesn't have to ask light questions. Do I go or do I stay? Whenever light shows up, darkness has to flee. And that will be your story from today. The dominion of light over darkness is instant. It's instant. That situation that has dominated over you up until now, from today, you will dominate over it instantly. Let me hear a living amen. Listen, nothing, nothing can limit the influence of light. When you're operating in the greater light, 
Nothing can, inf- can limit your influence. Expansion will be on every side. <laughs> I said expansion will be on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Write this down. Nothing can hold light down. That's why when Jesus rose up from the dead, he took on the form of glory. And for your information, when you stay in the light long enough, light becomes glory. That's why the Bible says, arise, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, arise and shine for your glory. The next level of light is glory. In Exodus 33 verse 18, Moses prayed and said, God, show me your glory. In Exodus 34, Moses had an encounter with God on the mountain. He had a glory encounter. And after that glory encounter, when he came down, the Bible says, the people could not behold his face because the glory was too much. So when he comes to the people, he covers his face with a veil. When he goes back to God, he takes off the veil. Why? Because glory and glory are communicating. When he comes to the people, he has to cover his face because the glory was too much for the people. They could not contain that glory. They could not contain that influence. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, it said, but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image. From glory to glory. Somebody say, from glory to glory. That will be your story from today. It will be from glory to glory. I said it shall be from glory to glory. They thought they had figured you out, but they haven't seen anything yet. They haven't seen anything yet. I remember when I gave my life to Christ, my father gave me a jacket that he inherited from his father. So I had my grandfather's jacket. One jacket. My brother gave me a long sleeve that I wash and wear. How many of you understand wash and wear? I wash and wear till the long sleeve got torn. So I have to cut it and make it a short sleeve. Somebody bought a white linen uh, cloth for me and we sewed it. My sister bought me a brown shoe. So everything I was wearing from top to bottom was hand-me-down. But every time I'm going to church, I'll lay those, my suit, my shirt, everything on the bed. I say, Lord, let your glory shine upon it. Because I had only one. I have to wear that one to church. And I was walking 
I was walking about an hour to church. And you know, in this part of the world, when you are walking, you sweat a lot. I be you understand now. So, when I get to church, after I've prayed, someone will say, I saw you last week. You were wearing a new suit. I said, praise God, that was me. The following Sunday, someone said, wow, this suit, where did you get it from? The same people I talk with after service, they say, every week you are releasing new suit. But it was the same old one. One jacket, one shirt, one white trouser, one brown shoe. But what was God doing? The glory was changing it. Today you need to go home and release the glory over that house. Over that business. And see what God will do this week. In the mighty name of Jesus. So quickly now let's go and look at the process. Because it's not enough to know about the greater light. We want to be made into the greater light. How many of you want to be made? Those are the far back. They don't want to be made. All of us want to be made? Are you sure? Choir, you want to be made? Wonderful. Let's go and look at the process of being made. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 20. Matthew chapter 4, from verse 18 to 20. I read, the Bible says that, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Verse 19, And he said, this is Jesus, And Jesus said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. The Bible says, verse 20, And straight away they left their nets and followed him. Hallelujah. I usually don't sweat, so if I'm sweating, it means um, something good is cooking. It's only those in the kitchen that sweat. I'm in fountain of life now. If you don't sweat here, then where else can you sweat? (laughs) Praise God. So Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, the least of, the least we can all do as children of God is to influence those around us. And it has been stated that you can influence eight people easily without struggle. Do you know that if you leave church today and tell eight people this week that you are following me to church on Sunday, they will follow you. Do you know that? Do you know that? So, are we going to put that into practice? Because (laughs) the world desperately needs what we have. 
the light that you have, the world needs it. So Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. We're looking at the process of being made. Please write this down. You can never be made until you follow. You can never be made until you follow. John chapter 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spake unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So if we are going to be made, we have to be willing to follow. We have to be willing to do what? To follow. Because if God is going to make you into a greater light, you have to follow. You have to learn how to follow. Examples quickly of people who followed and they were made. Lot followed Abraham. Elisha followed Elijah. Ruth followed Naomi. Esther followed Mordecai. Joshua followed Moses. Timothy followed Paul. The 11 disciples followed Jesus. They were not 12, they were 11. Because one of them was Judas. He did not follow. Question I want to ask is, who are you following? If God is going to make you, you have to follow. You know, these days in the church, many people say, as for me, I work alone. There is nothing like that. Oh, how did you, how did you make it? I made myself. What? You made yourself? We have to learn to follow. We have to learn to follow. The reason why we must follow Jesus is because everything we'll ever need in this world is in Jesus. Everything. Why are you following other things that's not Jesus? One thing we have to understand is that God... The same God who made the heavens and the earth can give you everything you need in one day. But in most cases, we are not ready. So he won't give us all things in a day. He told the children of Israel that I'm taking you to the promised land, but I will not take you into this land in a year. But I'll take you how? Little by little. What is the purpose? He said so that the beast of the field will not multiply against you. That's why process is important. Many of us, if God give us everything we ask for today, we will not see your brake lights at the church car park. Yeah, it's true. Sunday morning when it's time to come to church, the same place God bless you, we will see you at the golf park playing golf. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good. Praise God. But we have to understand where we were made. It's in the house of God. (laughs) 
As a pastor, I've seen many people come and say, Pastor, pray for me. Visa, visa. I don't have visa. Pastor, pray, pray. Pastor, this one, we've come to immigration lawyers. Everything is not working. They say it's not possible. They have to go. You have to go back home. We pray and God does it. And after a month or two, they stop coming to church. So sometimes I ask God, should I pray or should I not pray? <laughs> sometimes as a, as a young single lady, you are in the choir, you are, you're worshiping God with all your heart. I said, God, if you give me a husband, I'll worship you all the days of my life. And choir, don't, 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 don't fight me. And most of the time, the single ladies in the choir they raise up the left hand without ring more than the right one. Father, I adore you. Father, see this ring. There is there, this finger. There is no ring. Let that man see it now. And then God opens the eyes of that brother. The brother sees you. Say, Ah, sister, today your ministration was powerful. Um, um, where do you live now? Um, okay, oh, okay, shall we exchange? And then you exchange and whatever happens, exchange numbers. And then the next thing, you get married. We bless you in the church. When it's time for choir rehearsals, you don't show up. Now you are married. He says, it's raining. Yeah, before when you were single, when it was raining, you still come to choir rehearsals. But now God has given you a wonderful husband. I say, even God will understand. No, no, he doesn't understand. When God blesses you, that is the time to serve God more. That is the time for you to serve God more than ever before. To let the world know what the testimonies God has given you. So everything you'll ever need is in Jesus. If you need bread, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you are in darkness, Jesus said, I am the light of the world, John 9, 5. If you are trusting God for an open door, Jesus said, I am the door, John 10, 7. If you have no protection, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, John 10, 11 and in verse 14. If you are facing issues of death, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you have missed your way, Jesus said, I am the way, John 14, 6. If someone has lied against you, Jesus said, I am the truth, John 14, 6. If you are struggling in life, Jesus said, I am the bread, I am, I am. Jesus said, I am the life. John 14, 6. If you have need or if you are in need of fruitfulness, Jesus said, I am the true vine. Last but not the least, if you are thirsty, Jesus said, I am the fountain of life. So there is nothing outside that you'll find Everything you'll ever need is here. It's in Jesus. Everything you'll ever need is in Jesus. 
So if God is going to make you into that greater light, you have to be willing to follow. You have to be willing to follow. Finally, as we close, let me share a quick case studies with you and then we'll pray and close. Amen. Are you getting something out of this? Let's look at a classical case studies of how God makes us into that greater light or into greatness. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 4. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 4. I read the Bible says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise, go down to the porter's house. And there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the porter's house and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the porter. So he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the porter to make it. Now, quickly... There are about six characters in this scripture that we've just read. Six characters. Number one is the porter. The porter is God. Number two is the porter's house. The porter's house is the church. Number three is the clay. The clay is you and I. Number four is the water. The water, every porter needs water. Water represents the word. Number five, he said, I saw the porter route a work on the wheel. The wheel represents process or the vicissitudes of life. Sometimes you have to use one big English as a pastor. So that the congregation can go and find out what it means. The vicissitudes of life. He said, what does it mean? Go and get a dictionary. And number six thing in that scripture is the fire which represents the Holy Ghost. Now, to be made, like I said, is a process. Nothing great happens or nothing big happens instantly. Anything that happens big is questionable. The first man, Adam, happened big. The second and the last Adam have to happen as a baby. Because God said I need to correct the process. Because most of the time, have you noticed that anything you don't work hard for, you don't really appreciate its value. I'm going to tell you a story. Please don't laugh. The very first perfume I bought as a young man was called Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue. The women understand now. It was a women's perfume. I did not, you see, when you are young, you don't know the difference between female <laughs> Uh, so when I am going out I spray it I did you know I bought it off the market so not I didn't pay the the the, the right price for it when I'm going to play football I'll spray it when I'm going somewhere I'll spray it 
until Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue, nearly finished. Then somebody told me how much it cost. I said, huh? After today, I'll never spread. But they didn't tell me it was a women's perfume. So I kept using it. The other day, my wife went somewhere working. She saw Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue, took a picture and sent it to me. I said, look at my wife. Oh. <laughs> Praise God. So, Because I didn't know the value of the perfume, I abused it. Until I got to a point where somebody told me the value, then I started using it little by little. You see, when you go through the process, you appreciate the end result. Many people will walk into this church today and see how beautiful this church is and think it just happened. It's been many years of process. Maybe some of the pastors today have joined. This is Pastor Tayo and Pastor Nomtis harvest season. And they expect to have a share of that harvest. Whilst they have not gone through the process. Oh, that's, that's so good. That's so good right there. So, please understand that if God is going to make something great out of you, he's going to take you through process. So, the scripture we read in Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 4, the Bible says that God said to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. In other words, if God wants to make anything great out of you, you have to hear it from his house. You have to come to church. That's why you have to be loyal to the house of God. Dedicated. Pastor Nomti was found in the house of God. I found my wife in the house of God. Why are you going outside? Everything you need is in the house. Everything you will ever need. Some of you came to church today or maybe last week and you heard Pastor Tao preach a message and God said, this is the word for you. And that word changed your story. So there is always a word for us in the porter's house. And God said, there I will cause you to hear my words. Verse 3, I love Jeremiah's obedience. The Bible says that. And he said, I went down to the porter's house and behold, he wrote a work on the wheels. The wheels, like I said, represents the vicissitudes of life. You are the clay. Now, the process of being made, remember, the porter will go to the clay hill, pick up a clay. He brings it to his factory. He start pouring water on that clay. First, he start breaking that clay. That's a process of being made. And sometimes God makes you by breaking you. Taking away your support system. Taking away anything that is flesh. Anything that you have leaned upon over the years. He takes it away. He breaks you. All your networks, it takes everyone away from you. So that when you're looking for help, you run to the only wise God. 
He breaks you and sometimes you are wondering, God, why am I going through this? He has to break you. He has to break you. The reason why he has to break you is because within that clay, there are things that are supposed to come out. Plastic. Weed. Some of the things when God is breaking you is anger. Anger has to leave you. Gossiping has to leave you. I'm in the church, right? Am I in the church? So when God is breaking you, sometimes it's painful. Because he cannot make you into that greater light if you're still proud. If you're still arrogant. If you're still struggling with bitterness. If you're still struggling with unforgiveness. He can't make you. He has to take Joseph through the process. So that by the time Joseph becomes a prime minister, he will not use his power to crush his brothers. And said, you, 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 you took my coat. You put me in the pit. Sold me into slavery. I went to prison. Now I have power. The purpose of power is not to crush. The purpose of power is to uplift people. That's the purpose of the pulpit. That's why when you come into this house, you are being made. Sometimes you might not like the word God gives our man of God and woman of God. You might not like it, but that is a process of being made. He's breaking you. He's taking things out of you because he's taking you somewhere. The reason because he does not want you to be, you see, some of us are still where we are because we have not allowed God to take us through the process. When he's breaking us, we run away. When he lays us on the altar, we run away. When he's taking us through the process, we say, ah, this is too long. Did you know God could have taken the children of Israel into the promised land in just one day? But he took them through the long process. He was making them the breaking process. He takes some bad friends out of your life. And then the next thing the porter does is he pours water on the clay. What is that? To soften the clay. God can make you if you are hard. As for me, this is how I say it. If you don't like it, you can go. No, 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 no. There is a place he's taking you. You cannot say it the way you used to say it. He is taking you into the midst of great men and great women that you have to be careful your words, the words you use. Sometimes he, he, you even have to keep quiet. Do you know that the most wisest person in the room is the one who keeps quiet? When others are talking, you say, mm, I see. Mm, yes. Mm. They say, ah, this one is very wise. So God takes us through that process. He will soften you. Soften your heart. Because he's taking you to somewhere great. Pastor Tayo came to our church last year. We have never, in all humility, 
in all humility, have a man of his caliber and woman of God of their caliber come to our church before. But when they came, they saw something in us. They said, let's bring these people. We are not here because we know anything. We are here because God has taken a man and a woman through a process. They have been there before and they can see where these people are going. So when God lifts you up, the purpose is to lift others up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so God, the, the porter pours water. He pours water and he softens him. And it's still a process of being broken. And then the next thing the porter does, he, he puts, he turns on the wheel. The wheel goes 360 degrees. And then when he puts the clay on the wheel, the wheel is turning 360 degrees. And sometimes it's like your whole world is going round. Have you ever been in situations where problems found your address in one week? You had more problems. Every problem in Lagos knew your address and they came to your address. That's 360 degrees. Sometimes you are wondering, is God still here? Yes, he is. The next thing the porter does is he puts his hand by the clay. And whilst the wheel is turning, the porter's hand is by the clay. I've come to encourage someone today. That it doesn't matter the situation you find yourself in. God's word is sure. I will never leave you nor forsake you. When you go through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the fire, I'll be with you. God is with you in that situation. The potter puts his hands by the wheel. While the clay is going 360 degrees. Feeling dizzy. Having challenges. God is still there. And the next thing that happens. The Bible says that. And the clay that the potter was making mad. Can you imagine? In the hands of God. You are mad. The word mad means broken. Disconfigured. Out of joint. No character, no form, no shape. Sometimes you'll be in the house of God and it seems as if things are not working, but God knows what he's doing. But I love what the Bible says. That, the Bible says that even though the clay got mad, the Bible says that and the porter made it again. Another, oh, Glory. Oh, glory. It's somebody's new season. God is about to make you again. Let me hear a living amen. It doesn't matter what you have been through. God is about to make you again. I said, God is about to make you again. And I love what the Bible says. The Bible says that and he made it as it seemed good. In his eyes. Do you know why? Because when God approves of you. The world cannot neglect you. They cannot reject you. 
That's why the Bible says that the stone that the builders rejected became the chief cornerstone. They rejected you yesterday, but after God is finished with you, they will begin to align themselves with you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that, and he made it again as it seemed good in his eyes. Why? So that when you are placed on the world market, they say, ah, this one was specially crafted by the master architect. There are things about to happen in this church that the world has never heard of. God is about to make this house again. Greatness is coming out of this house again. I said greatness is coming out of this house again. Songs are coming out of this house again. The world will be singing songs from this house. Men and women of great stature will be coming from this house. Everywhere you go, in the banks, in industry, in shipping, in education, in music, in the film industry, members from Fountain will be those people heading those industries. Shout a living amen. I say shout a living amen. Because God is bringing you into that season and he will make you into that greater light. In Jesus name. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus some praise. God bless you sir. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Did you receive anything? Can you please rise up and declare with me. I am the light of the world. (laughs) A city on the hill. I can never be hidden again in my life. In the name of Jesus, my light will shine. In the name of Jesus, and my light shines and shines and shines and shines. In the name of Jesus, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Selah. From what, just reminding us all over again and stressing it. No matter the lies of the devil, that the negative is a lie. Your light shines. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. Cannot. Where it looks like you're going to die, it's a lie. In the name of Jesus. You see the note, you see the note on which you closed? Say, God is remaking it again. When the devil told you that it's over, it's a new beginning for you. I declare over your life, standing on the words and the power and the spirit that God has released through him. Whatever the devil is contesting over your life, today we reverse in the name of Jesus. I mean it. Wherever the devil, wherever he's been discouraging you, we agree today. Based on the word that has gone forward, we reverse it in the name of Jesus. Pastor Adama, come for just two minutes. Please, 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 please. Because, you know, 
This is the vessel God used to release this. He says some profound things you probably don't know. Even at the threshold of being, I mean, being turned over, he said, God will reverse it in the name of Jesus. I join my, my faith with each and I hold his hand. I don't know any area of your life where you are believing God for a turnaround. I heard it. Please hear me, play me. I'm not exaggerating. And I'm not trying to make him good. It doesn't do me any good to try to make him good, but to make me every good to encourage him. But I'm not just encouraging him. I heard sitting there while he was ministering. I was like, what? He said, if you, if you ever heard of reverser, a turning around, he said, today begins a permanent turnaround in your life. In the name of Jesus. So whatever it is that has threatened your life, uh-huh. bring it to the fore right now. In the name of Jesus. Bring it. He preached from his heart. Bring it to the fore. Whatever has threatened you all your life, whatever has been threatening you in the last one month, uh, the last one week, uh, as a matter of fact, you came here today thinking, God, only you. I said, today, in the name of Jesus, uh, Based on the power and the word that has gone forward, the turnaround begins now in the name of Jesus. I can hear you shout Amen. If you don't want your neighbor to hear what you are confessing, say it inside. But let your amen come out loud. You have one minute. Mention that thing by name. I say, Shoto, I've seen, I've seen your, your, your backlight. I've seen your tail. You will never come back in the name of Jesus. This is a permanent turnaround in the name of Jesus. This is a turnaround. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, maybe a lion's den. But Daniel is coming out. And those who plotted it will be gone forever. Uh, it may be the very furnace. And those who instigated it and those who are going to throw them in will be gone forever. But you are coming back. It's your new beginning in the name of Jesus. I say it's your new beginning in the name of Jesus. It's a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Is it your marriage? Is it your health? Is it your finances? Is it your ministry? The lives of your children. I say it's your new beginning in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor in Jesus' name. I say, but wait a minute, Pastor Tyro. What was different from what we heard? I don't know myself. But God spoke to me there. We're waiting for your testimonies. <laughs> That's God. That's just God. You can't, de- you can't determine for him when he will do what he wants to do. But this one I'm telling you in the name of Jesus. Whew, I feel the fire in my shoes. Ah, glory be to God. I want you to help me appreciate God for this life and ministry. Come on. Pastor Zamar, come up. Please help me appreciate God for this couple.